This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. Welcome to Friend of Maryland. My name is Kat Pauze, and this is a fat-friendly space. Today on Friend of Maryland, I introduce you to Vast. I chat with Tiana Conyers about her activism and illustrative work, and I spotlight a piece from Reverend Katie Norris about learning to embrace the butt. Many of you are probably very familiar with Ash, the creator of the Fat Lip podcast. Ash has been a fat activist for quite a while and has done some incredible work, including the podcast that um, was one of the best podcasts around for quite a while. Ash's new project is a thing called Vast. And y'all, this is a game changer. So Vast is an online magazine that is dedicated to fat people and committed to paying fat creators to make fat awesome stuff. Every article published by Vast, every image, every audio piece, they're all created by fat creators and all of those fat creators were paid. It is about empowering fat creators and giving them opportunities to have their work published in a paid space. It's incredible. According to the website, Vast is founded on the principles of intersectional fat liberation. Vast strives to lift the voices of the most marginalized in our community, black and indigenous fat people, non-black fat people of color, disabled fat people, non-binary and trans fat people, super fat and infinity fat people, and unhoused fat people. It's an incredible project, and I hope if you don't already know about it, you go check it out now. Vast.press, V-A-S-T dot P-R-E-S-S. The first issue, I guess, to call is up online now, and it's incredible. Uh, I'm very proud to say that Friend of Maryland is a sponsor of one of the first pieces that was put up um, on Vast, which was a, a piece actually about Saucy West, who's a friend of the pod and a fabulous fat activist that I was lucky enough to meet uh, when I was in Oakland a lifetime ago. <laughs> Vast is an incredible thing. So if you are looking to support fat creators and fat positive material, financially support Vast. If you are a fat creator looking for a place to get your stuff published, Get in contact and uh, connect in with Vast. This is a game changer, everyone, and I am so excited that Friend of Maryland has been able to support a tiny part of it.
today is Tiana Conyers, a queer Black illustrator, designers, and multi-hyphenate that strives to illuminate the fat experience in the real world and worlds yet undiscovered. Tiana, thank you so much for coming on Friend of Maryland. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. I very much enjoy uh, your introduction. <laughs> Makes me think of like the multiverse um, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, love it. I enjoy it so way. much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, I mean, uh, Tiana, tell me just a little bit more about yourself and the work that you're involved in, um, especially around illuminating that fat experience in the real world. Um, okay, so a little bit about me. Um, my name is Tiana. I'm 23 years old and I've born and raised in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, in my experience, there's not been a lot of just average diversity, if you know anything about Nebraska uh, here. And so finding representation for myself was has been very difficult like, all my life. Um, but in one aspect is like fatness. I've been fat all my entire life, and that that area of my um that area of my like my life has been something that I've been wanting to explore a lot. It's something that I avoided early on in my work um, and just in general. And now that I'm at this point in my life, in this age, I found that fatness is a conversation that is becoming so much more prevalent. It's something that I really want to explore, but also to, like I said, illuminate um, because it's something that's often kind of brushed under the table, but also it's something that I've had to come to terms with and come to like learn and come to accept about myself. And I want to see more people have these conversations, especially in the spaces that I'm in as an artist and designer. Um, we are working in visuals and pictures are kind of what move the world and what tell stories. And those are very powerful. And being able to control and be able to contribute to fatness and fat positivity, um, fat liberation and these narratives of visual arts. And I guess for lack of a better word, acceptance, but in, this, in the terms of liberation, really, it's really important to me, especially at this point in my career. And I know that you're really interested too in like fatness and fiction. So not just yes. like the visual arts, but also, you know, other, other forms of art, like the, you know, the written art or other kinds of mediums. Where does that interest come from? Um, well, I grew up really just into all kinds of nerd stuff. So comic books, um, manga in particular, anime, cartoons, all those things really just inspired me and really just I grew to have such a huge love for growing up and these worlds of fiction and these depictions, we get to see so many stories and narratives told and so many people depicted represented. But as a kid, and even now as an adult, I still look at this and still look at these worlds of let's black about cartoons, for example. And I see fatness is still lacking and fatness in a genuine way and genuine depiction is still very much lacking. I often see fat people, fat characters delegated to comedy or to simple jokes and completely just dehumanized and it's normalized um you know unlike other ways of just people are discriminated against like racism and homophobia we still see fatness as something that is okay to essentially pick on or to joke about to essentially dehumanize people so a tool a tool is being used by people to dehumanize fat people so that love for cartoons and all these forms of media and video games everything really just inspired me to create and to create fat characters in these media. Um, I love to design characters. That's a large passion of mine. And in that, my dream is to be able to create series, video games, even just individual characters for cartoons, webcomics. It doesn't really matter, but to create these characters in this media and to humanize fat people with these characters. I think it's such a powerful piece of work to do, especially when we think about 
the kinds of mediums like cartoons um, and like children's like chapter books and stuff that that are consumed by kids because like I I've also always been fat um, and you know when I was little I was a voracious reader I'm to be honest I still am um, <laughs> and you know one of the things that was definitely something that I noticed and you know always kind of had reinforced me like there were rarely ever any fat characters in the stories I was reading or the cartoons mm-hmm. I was watching and when there were their fatness was almost always part of how you knew they were the villain like you know mm. it was it was coded for them being the bad guy um mm-hmm. and there were very few positive representations of fat bodies in in these things and when they were they were almost always non-human you know so mm. it's like the you know the fat bear in the jungle book and the fat fairy mm-hmm. and sleeping beauty and you know so they're not the characters that little kids are supposed to and are going to identify with because they're animals. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, tell me a bit about more about kind of the characters that you're creating and what it does it, what it's like to create them in such a vacuum and such a void. Yeah. um, So characters I really like to kind of focus on are very much protagonists, people whose stories are significant to just the plot and are the stories themselves. Um, I strive to create characters that, who look at to be multifaceted people, but also like our fatness is not something that's simply erased or kind of thrown to the side or just like joked about, which when you see fat characters who are protagonists or who are main characters, for example, we see Thor from the most recent Marvel movie. Um, we see these people lauded as like humiliating or humiliated and we see them respected. I want to create, and I start to create characters who are not just multifaceted, but also respected and who can be, complicated human beings and don't have to simply portray fat stereotypes which are like comedic or idiotic or um confident um unbreakable i i strive to create fat characters who get to exemplify all things all aspects of humanity and what kind of response do you feel like you get to those characters um i feel like i often get a response that is like maybe like kind of um, mixed, I guess mixed emotions. So I'll either get like, mm, this is okay. This is cool. Or like, yeah, good. This is awesome. Um, kind of, kind of almost like or completely ignoring or negating or erasing the fatness of this character um, exists within just kind of like, this is a cool character. It seems like nice. Um, so trying to sort of ignore that fat identity or um, I'm often met with praise, really, often met with celebration, um, because this is something that not a lot of people, especially fat people, get to confront and get to see. And then also get with like this, it's almost kind of a, not also a mix of the bolt, but this really loud and obnoxious, like, oh my God, yes, body positivity, yada, yada, kind of like response, which is like, I get that some people's go-to response. That's kind of what you know is like, good to say we don't know what to say but it can be very obnoxious to get that response to every time I want to create a fat character who I guess embodies let's say confidence or something like that it's very obnoxious to hear that response all the time like yeah so body positive like I don't just strive to be body positive in my work and in my characters I strive to like humanize us and myself and people who maybe do and don't look like that yeah, no, I'm with you. Like, I have no time or interest in body positivity. I'm here for fat liberation and fat liberation. Right. <laughs> um, 
so, um, Tana, like, what are your, like, what, what would you say, like, your hopes are, you know, like, you know, what, what would you love to see in, um, you know, the various mediums that you enjoy so much as a consumer and a creator? Like, what would the dream be? Hmm, dream. Um, that's interesting. I was having this conversation on social media recently. I think a dream of mine would be to um, be able to develop a fat protagonist character. I'm preferably a woman or a non-man, um, but to be able to develop a character like that and see them be able to exist um, in, I'll say, and this will be, there's so many forms of media I could choose from, but I'll say in particular, I feel like video games is a medium that has so much more room to grow and so much more space that can be taken up by fat people and so much more um, work to be done, truly. I mean, we can stick to animation and everything like that. And these these things are growing and they're expanding rapidly. But something that I really want to touch on, I think would be a character who is fat, who takes up space and is the center feature in a video game. Because these are things that just inspired me and that I love so much. And while there are fat characters, we can do better and we can do more and we should. Are, do you have examples of like character, current fat characters that you do really like that you, you know, w- would put up there as these are, you know, the good ones that we can point to? Hmm. Um, I can think of, of, of recent examples I've noticed um, that people had discussed a lot, a lot of fat people online was, um, so recently God of War, it's a game that came out. I personally have not played God of War. It's not really my interest. I do like mythology, but it's it's a it's a little gory for me. <laughs> but um, God of War recently announced their next game in their series, and one prominent character, uh, which ding ding Marvel again is Thor from North mythology, and people were upset about the character being fat. And I think I, I saw a screenshot or like an image of yes. the like a still shot of the game, like a promotional image for the game. Then mm-hmm. I didn't no it was Thor like I don't know the mm-hmm. game well enough like I don't I wouldn't recognize the character as Thor but it was definitely like a fat Nordic you know yes. Thor looking type character and I thought okay okay game you know yeah. like and obviously yeah, I, not knowing the story or the game I, I couldn't really assess if it was a good thing or a bad thing that you know that that this was there but I thought okay you know a, a fat character that you're promoting is your promotional material like that seems like a a good thing to me <laughs> yeah absolutely I mean it seems I guess I of course similarly do not know a lot about the game um and I could be misunderstanding if he was the villain or not but um what I did find prominent about it was a conversation that was being had about like him his weight um but also I thought we found it was interesting was a lot of people were coming to the def- this defense of like well no it's okay because x y and z it's okay because the world's strongest man competitions, no fat men look like this, or no men who look like him do no have great feats of strength. So it's okay. That's something that I thought was that's the whole of the conversation really, but that thought was interesting where people try to qualify fatness in the example of strength or some sort of other benefit. But that's one character that as a recent um has been like kind of on my mind. But also another character, there's a series called Resident Evil, another game series that I don't I'm not necessarily super familiar with because again, gore and horror are just are not for me. It's really not, unfortunately. But 
in Resident Evil 7 or Resident Evil Village, which was the most recent game in the series, there's a character named the Duke who is essentially sort of, he's not a main character by any means. He's a prominent character in that the main character, essentially you go to him to buy loot, guns, food, all kinds of things. And the character, um, people had, I didn't see a lot of discussion of it, but I saw a lot of fat people who actually felt very represented and very happy to see his character depicted. He's also a fat character. Um, and while there are definitely criticisms of him, um, maybe the, the way he's dressed and stuff like that, I did find that to be a bit refreshing, um, for lack of a better word, which is kind of sad because the bar is so low. But I did find it a bit refreshing to see a fat character like him who was, well, I guess not in a villainous capacity and who was actually helpful and well-liked and well-loved by people. And that his fatness wasn't um, a tool to be used to like vilify him or to stupefy him, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Tana, if there are people who are listening who want to learn more about the the work that you're doing, maybe get to see some of these characters that you're creating, how can they find you online? Yeah, so if you want to find me um, and see my work, support my work, you can find me everywhere um, at Tiana Connors Art, so at symbol T-I-A-N-A-C-O-N-Y-E-R-S-A-R-T. And um, the same thing with my website, go to tianaconnors.com to find my website. And if you'd like to support me and support my work, um, also I have a Patreon now. So please do subscribe to my Patreon. My Patreon is patreon.com forward slash tianaconnorsart. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, uh, Tiana. It's been a real treat to be able to talk with you today. Um, I've really enjoyed getting to hear more about what you're doing. I'm really excited to like watch this space, you know, like TBD, what might be coming um, from you in in the future. And, you know, I, I must admit, I, I don't actually play um, a lot of video games myself, but I'll tell you what, I will be like the first off the rank to buy the first like really fat positive whatever you know kind of game or characters within a game or whatever and you know very fully happy to support the stuff that you're doing so thank you so much it's been a real treat to talk to you yeah thank you so much for the opportunity i really appreciate it a lot of you know fat digital artists don't often get to be visible or often ask our opinion so i really appreciate this opportunity you bet Spotlight today is a piece from 2019, written by Reverend Katie Norris and published on The Body is Not an Apology. It's entitled, Look at My Butt, How I Reclaim My Right to Wear Whatever the Heck I Want. Quote, my life has been plagued by people telling me what I can and cannot wear. They tell me not only what is supposed to look good on my short pear-shaped body, but more distressingly, what I have to wear to be acceptable. I've been living a life of good girls don't wear that as a youth to successful women don't wear that in college to female ministers don't wear that today. Some people don't see clothing as an art form or as having anything to do with your identity. They therefore argue that clothing means nothing. Who you are doesn't change based on what you wear, so they say we should just conform to what's acceptable. However, those of us who do see clothing as an art form don't just feel comfortable unless we wear something that fits our personality. I remember having to wear huge, puffy-sleeved, long-flowered dresses from Laura Ashley in the 80s and 90s. When I looked in my mirror, I never recognized myself. 
I felt stifled, depressed, and inauthentic. I hated myself. I hated looking at myself. I felt disassociated from my own body and as though my very identity were stripped away. I remember the first outfit I was ever allowed to pick out for myself. My sister-in-law took me shopping. I found my first dress I thought I could get away with but still express some of my own style. It was still a long dress with flowers on it, but it had some fun details. Part of the back was cut out, so there was a bow up closer to the top, and then a small diamond-shaped cutout right at the bra line. Oh my god, I was going to show a few inches of my back. The world may come to an end. Plus, I had to get a convertible bra so the bra strap in the back wouldn't show. I loved that dress. And yet I remember feeling profoundly ashamed while wearing it because I knew that it was bad to show any skin. Finally, in high school, I was able to choose a bit more of my clothes, and I started wearing tighter clothes and shorter skirts. However, the more I dressed in what I liked, the more my character was attacked. I was told that I looked like a whore. I was told I was an embarrassment to be seen with. I was told I couldn't wear certain things because I had a bad shape. Apparently, my butt was too big to was too big to wear anything but a full skirt. No pencil skirts for me because not only were they too tight, but my butt was also too ugly to wear them. I had to cover up my behind to be presentable. I hated this. I hated the judgment of my clothes, and I hated being forced to wear things that didn't feel like me. I loved clothing that made me feel like me. One time, I did try on a pencil skirt in the store, and I loved it, but I never bought it. I felt great. I felt like I finally saw myself in the mirror, but I knew that wasn't okay. I knew I should be ashamed of myself and my butt that was too big and thus ugly. I knew I should hate my body and dress in a way that reflected how I knew the ways to make my shape work for me. I knew I had to buy a different outfit in order to be worthy and acceptable. Thanks to the body is not an apology and all the people I've met in the body love movement, I've been slowly taking back my own style. However, I've had a lot of difficulty choosing to wear a short or tight skirt. This, the, those would be seen as the epitome of inappropriateness as a woman and as a minister. Then in 2014, I read Jess Baker's I Wear What I Want blog post. She had on a great skirt, and in fact, when I went to meet her, she was wearing a wonderful, short, tight, metallic skirt that looked fantastic. I decided just to go for it and get a tight, short skirt. That was when I had my butt epiphany. I do not have an ugly butt. My butt is not something to be embarrassed about. My butt is not a shameful thing that must be covered at all times, lest I look like a whore. I ran around my house saying, look at my butt. My husband and son thought I was totally weird. Of course, my butt epiphany isn't really about my butt. It's about saying no to body shame and the idea that our bodies, particularly certain parts of them, are shameful and disgusting. It's about claiming my own body for myself. As a professional woman, I find that it's also about saying no to the idea that I'm an object that must fit into a mold to be taken seriously. If you are distracted by my clothes and can't hear my message, then that's your problem. I'm distracted by many types of clothing, including the clothing that people say professional women are supposed to wear. If I let that get in the way of me hearing another person's message or taking them seriously, that's my problem. It all comes down to a simple truth. When I choose to wear what I want, I choose to not give other people power over my body or over my worth. End quote.
Thanks for listening to another episode of Friend of Maryland. Friend of Maryland is brought to you by Manawatu People's Radio, triple nine AM. If you'd like to contact the show with questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions for topics or guests, you can email us at friendofmaryland at AOL.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Closing the show is the Donna's with Take It Off. fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show.